On this week's episode of Peak Too Early, we talk about a world record in the Antarctic Ice Marathon that just went down. We have an interview with Olympic Trials qualifier Scott Smith, and we talk about our New Year's resolutions for 2020. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend. Let's get it started. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron, and I am joined by Mike Gendron, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, on the, the last show, we talked a little bit about how, uh, you know, New Year's doesn't really start until the Monday after New Year's, right? So you get those kind of couple days to, to settle on the vacation and, and do that whole thing. I'm going to ask this just one time. One time, give me a little bit of a reset here, because on, on the Monday, I, I did good and I started changing my habits a little bit. I was forced into a situation today at work where I had to eat fast food and it has destroyed me. My run was terrible today. I think I'm going to need two days to recover. So I need a reset. Give me till next Monday and have that be the new start of the new year. All right. So we're just going to push the entire. Yeah. Entire just give me, back give me a few more days. Week. Give me a few more days and okay. then we'll start. Yeah. All right. All right. 2020 starts next week. Wait, wait. Yeah. See, I don't know if this is on the on podcast. But on Sunday, not Monday. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, was it on the pod or off that we were saying sometimes Mike says things and make you just think he's the biggest baby in the entire world. He had fast food one time and it ruined his week. What? It was pretty bad. It was I feel terrible. <laughs> and as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Mike, you feel terrible. I feel terrible. <laughs> Guys, this might literally be the worst I've ever felt recording a podcast. I'm putting on a good face for us today, but I feel like dog shit. I have stayed home from work these last two days. I tried to go to work this morning. They sent me home. They're like, you, you shouldn't be here. You need, you need to go home. I took a epic fall. So not on top of being sick, I took a bad fall snowboarding on Sunday and just totally screwed my shoulder up. So I have this like combination of like killer pain and then also just being sick. It's, it's awful. Uh, this, is, this is the worst I've ever felt on the podcast. Have you been That's- sick for like two weeks now? Yes. Yes. And then it all like finally... I was like kind of feeling run down and then just like the the heavens opened up and like my my nostril was just a faucet of snot dripping out. It's oh, been real gross. gnarly. I do feel a little better today. Than I, did <laughs> I thought I was good to go to work and they're like, nah, you should go home. Well, that's what you get for snowboarding and pushing all the good snow off oh, of my ski my trail. God. You you bum sitting in the middle of my trail with yeah, you, just a, you know, a pack you, of six of you just yeah. smoking cigarettes and making no room for any of the the you know people out there trying to ski and have fun have a good day i was i was lying in the middle of the trail for probably like two minutes just like in awful pain i'm, I'm sure you were crawling over to the sideline sure you were side of the trail. <laughs> brutal all right boys let's get into the running news All right, so our first piece of running news this week is that they just announced the 
the men that are going to be running the Wanamaker Mile at the Milrose Games. And guys, I love this race. This is one, I think, one of the best um, events in the sports. So let's just kind of go through the names because uh, we got a couple friends of the program. And this is going to be a star studded event. Um, so we got Ben Blankenship. So, Mike, that's your, that's your buddy there. I yeah. hate him. Patchy the Pirate. We got Gordy Beamish. <laughs> Gordy Beamish. We got uh, Johnny G. Johnny Gregorik is going to be running. We got Charlie Grice. We got our boy Ollie Hoare. We got uh, uh, Flip. Uh, yeah, that's how you say his name, right? Flip Ingerbritson. One Ooh. of the Britson brothers. I think it's Philip. I don't know. Oh, it is Philip. It's Philip. Nah, his new name's Flip. I like, I like Flip better. Flip. I was like, I'm getting excited about this Flip guy. Flip is dope. We got Eric Jenkins. We got our boy Josh Kerr. We got Morgan McDonald, another one of our guys. We got Sam Pro- Sam Prackle, Chris O'Hare, Carlos Villarreal, and Nick Willis. So, guys, bunch of uh, friends of the program in the in the uh, the Wanamaker Mile this year at the Millionaires Games. Yeah, there's like three categories there. You got like the top NCAA guys, you've got like international Olympians, and then you have friends of the program. Exactly. So that's what you have at this. How many, how many friends of the program are there? There's four or five. Mike, is there a fifth one there? I see that we had uh, Johnny, Josh, uh, Morgan, and Ollie. Uh, is Ollie. there anyone else that we're missing there? Yeah, we got the uh, <laughs> the... The mystery missing episode with Jordy Beamish <laughs> somewhere out in the universe. Um, he is a friend of the program, but nobody's ever going to hear his interview. Maybe we'll have him back on again sometime. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. Second time that's happened. Uh, it, happens. That- it happens. It happened. It happened to uh, Annie Coons. Oh, Annie Coons. We got to yeah. have her back she's, on. She's, she's coming super, back on for she's sure. Super back. cool. Yeah. Um, so anyways, guys, I love an indoor mile. I think like an indoor mile is one of the most exciting things in the sports. Cause you get, you get the, uh, the, the small 200 meter track, you, you get like a, a, an, a stadium atmosphere. The only time you get a stadium atmosphere in the sport of running is in an indoor setting. So you get people just kind of hanging on the track. You get people whip, they get them, get the runners whipping around the track. I think it's, it's a ton of fun to watch. What do you guys think? Well, you're burying the lead, Steve. The best part about it is they actually run a mile, which yeah, is pretty cool. About this 1500 garbage, they actually run a mile. It's it's awesome to be in the building. It's electric. Do I want to be running it? No. All the indoor <laughs> places, you can't breathe. It's super stuffy. It's like you go from outside or it's zero degrees to inside, and it's you know like way too hot. It's like 85 degrees, and the heat is blasting in there. But as you said, Steve, as a fan, like anytime you're in a closed space like that, it's like it's like playing a basketball game in a small gym compared to the big gym. Like the place just gets loud. There's like real energy to it. It's not a stadium atmosphere, like an outdoor track. It's it's indoor. Um, it's it's they're very cool. In the the Wanamaker Mile is kind of like one of those events that has been going on for a long time. It's got a lot of history to it, and I think it's really cool that they have you know a, a mile that everybody in the sport kind of knows the name of. So um, I'm looking forward to watching it. Maybe I'll uh, sneak out to New York for that weekend to to try and go watch it in person. In person, it's a nice little halfway point too between the uh, marathon trials that we're all been you know hyping up and excited for at the end of February. This is what. Uh, February 8th, I believe. So this has been kind of a a slow season we've talked about for not too many big events going down, but this is a really nice uh, thing to get us all excited for in the the middle of winter. Yeah, and I I have no other uh, big sporting events at the beginning of February that I care about anymore, so... 
it's good it's a good point steve um anyways moving on the uh <laughs> no i think it's you know we it has track and field and the the running world's been at a little bit of a standstill so it's fun to see these you know races starting to get to announce and start getting this moving and once we get into that early february it's going to be a whirlwind again it's going to be super crazy we're going to have big indoor races we're going to have marathon trials next thing you know we're going to have olympic trials coming up quickly so yeah i mean buckle up because it's about to get it's about to get pretty wild in the in the world of running and our second piece of running news is a man from north andover massachusetts won and set the world record for the antarctica ice marathon billy hafferty he ran a 335 down in antarctica over ice getting this world record and guys i've seen some videos from this race and this race is wild they run with the giant spikes on their leg they're all bundled up like they're you know you know going skiing with these you know full suits on um even though you know the the time 335 for a marathon on paper doesn't look impressive but i think that this is actually very impressive it's an incredible athletic feat. And let me tell you one thing, Steve. I've run a marathon. It sucks. I've also been to Antarctica twice. No big deal. Humble brag. <laughs> um, and I can promise you that running in Antarctica sucks. So running a marathon in Antarctica is something that you will never, ever catch me doing. This guy is a maniac. And the fact that he ran like 335 is a very respectable marathon. Um, he's got to have some screws loose to be able to do that. So I have all the respect in the world. In fact, I'd be willing to nominate him for uh, Sav of the Week. What do you think, Trent? Sav of the Week. I mean, I got a lot of questions for the Sav of the Week, but <laughs> but yeah, let's let's call him Sav of the Week. I mean, how, how do you even get there? I mean, how do you, how do you train for this? How many people do it? How many people drop out because of frostbite? There's there's a lot of unanswered questions about this whole Antarctic Marathon thing. But if he did do it and he did it in the time they say he did it, I'm not even sure how you. You measure a course in Antarctica. Um, but yeah, let's get him on. Sav of the week. Probably the same way you measure a course anywhere else in the world. You think some guys out there, like with a, a one of those <laughs> things called those little roller <laughs> the rollers. <laughs> he, I can answer some of your questions right here, Trent. It says, and getting there was quite the experience. 60 runners from all over the world met in Chile and then flew into Antarctica on a Soviet built Cold War airplane. Landing on this ice runway was no with no brakes. You're just skidding around the ice. The second you touch down, thrust in reverse, and you're like, "Oh, here we go." So there you go. I just answered all your questions. Okay, where where do they they warm up? You know, where do they cool down? <laughs> right, I don't have all the answers. Mike, did you do any running when you were down in Antarctica? I did running, um, not a lot. And I didn't do any on the ice. I did a little uh, on on the actual land. But I did play football on the ice. And I just want to give a big shout-out to uh, my team down there. We were playing a game to five touchdowns. We were down four to one. Huge comeback. Penguins all around us. The Penguins were going bananas. It was <laughs> it was one of the greatest football games ever played, to be honest. Well, Mike, I'm I'm confident. So Mike sent us this uh, this uh, news story to talk about. And, you know, our guy, Billy, definitely deserving of the the salve of the week. But now I'm realizing that you just put this topic out there so you could talk about your your football win. Well, yeah, I mean, I won't I won't deny that. But this this <laughs> message was sent to me by a, a fan of the program. And I thought it'd be, you know, fun to share. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so hey, let's uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into our interview with uh, with Scott Smith. Scott uh, qualified for the Olympic trials, and he's kind of one of the favorites heading um, down to Atlanta at the end of February. Great interview. We had a lot of fun talking with him, so let's get into it. Welcome to Atlanta, jacking hammers and bows. Back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing a foe. A knock on the door. Who is it? I would happen to know the one with the flow. Who did it? It was me, I suppose. Jay-Z in the rolls and Luda's in the cut supreme. Skating down old neck. So we are here with the qualifier for the 2020 Olympic Marathon Trials this February in Atlanta, Scott Smith. Scott, welcome to Peak Too Early. Yeah, thank you for having me. So we're about two months out from the from the big race down in Atlanta. How you feeling? Where's your headspace at? I'm pretty tired, uh, but pretty staying pretty positive. It's still eight weeks, roughly eight weeks away. So I'm we're still kind of in the thick of it. So um, my headspace is trying to just take it one workout at a time because we still have some big quality sessions before we can start thinking too much about the race. So we're actually, the three of us, Scott, are heading down to the race in Atlanta. We're coming down to watch it, going to get some content and just kind of enjoy the race. Um, But I would say now that you're on the podcast, you know, one question in you're officially a peak too early favorite. You know, we're we're very we're we're very loyal people and, uh, you know, we're we're loyal to our guys. So we're going to be rooting for you down there. But let me ask let me let me ask you this. One thing that we're trying to do with this podcast is trying to grow the sport, get people excited. So why do you think that Scott Smith, outside of the peak too early world, should be a fan favorite? What is it about you that's going to get people excited about you and want to want to cheer you on over there? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I've had a pretty I I mean, I'm probably going to be one of the older guys towing the line at the trials. Um, Definitely not the oldest, but, you know, I'm, I'm 33 years old and I've kind of had a steady progression throughout my career. So I don't know. I, I kind of pride myself on staying healthy and um, being relatively durable to get to this point in my career where I'm still able to PR at, um, at this age. And I, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's counterintuitive to the peak too early. <laughs> peak too <laughs> nah, early. Nah. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm peaking too late, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. That's, that's about all I got. Yeah, peak too early is not a good thing. Peak too early is what we have all done in our running careers. We are trying to discourage people from peaking too early. Um, I'll pump you up a little bit, though. One thing that, that is cool about Scott is your, your whole running team, um, the Northern Arizona for, for Hoka One One, right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Hoka One One? Nailed it. Okay. Um, you guys you guys pump everything, like great uh, stuff online. You guys, you guys show off your training logs for everybody. One badass workout you guys just did where everybody was crushed. And, reads, and then you had a time trial versus the women's team and i thought that was the coolest work can you just explain what that workout was because i think people are really gonna love it yeah that was that was definitely something we kind of had circled on the calendar from uh when ben had told us about it um traditionally we've done that workout as 15 or 20 by k repeats with a minute rest um so this one was first Scott Bobble and myself and the women's marathoners, it was um, 12 by K with a minute rest and then five minutes um, and then a 5K time trial where the woman had an equalizer. And he kind of, Coach Ben started implementing this um, during Kellen, Kellen Taylor's um, New York segment. 
she was doing all these kind of three mile tempos at the end of long hard sessions and so i think he decided that she was looking so good doing that he would give it to all of us despite her being like super women but um so it was really fun because you know we got to kind of talk some trash and they based the equalizer off of uh steph bruce's who has the fastest women's pr on the team and then matt baxter who is one of the new guys on the team and so that was the um the the time for the equalizer so i think it was like 137 or something like that matt's pr is like 1331 and steph's is 15 teens or something like that so they sent them off and then um yeah, we're all really looking forward to that time trial part. We went down to Camp Verde for it, which is lower for us. So we're up at 7,000 feet. And then we go down to Camp Verde for a fair amount of workouts, which is around 3,000. So you kind of actually get to run a little faster and recover, which is nice. So um, one of the other new guys kind of, he's not, his fitness qu- isn't quite, he's coming off an injury, Nick Hogger. So he really took one for the team and sacrificed himself getting us out the first mile, uh, which was great. And then we, uh, the, the top four guys caught, um, Danny Shanahan, who was the the women's champion on the day, so um, we swept them to be one. Yeah, we scored one through four. I mean, it's so much. I won't say easier, but it's such an advantage being in the situation we are, where we're chasing them down versus worrying about being caught. So I'm sure if we do it again, they'll um, adjust the equalizer a little bit because we didn't catch them till uh, one of the new guys, Roy, ran like 14:21, and then Scott, Matt, and myself were like. 24 to 26 and we didn't catch danny till probably the last 150 200 so it was really close well congratulations that sounds like an epic victory <laughs> yeah it was, yeah we we uh we're, we're proud of that one as, as a <laughs> team. Uh, i love that yeah when i was in college i, I ran for a, a d2 school and so we had a wide range of talent we had some really fast guys but we had some you know uh walk-ons that that weren't quite as fast and one year our coach wasn't very happy with how you know some of the guys showed up to cross country season so he said all right screw it everybody on the line if you can't beat our fastest woman who she was she was a you know 17 flat 5k runner time Ooh. if you can't be our beat our fastest woman's 5k runner you're off the team and so that uh that kind of sparked everybody and next year everybody came in in really good shape so uh i love that yeah that's a good motivator yeah but uh, you, you were kind of talking about your your team and your your teammates, and um, you have this this great relationship and rivalry with your teammate uh, Scott Fable, and you guys kind of go at it on Twitter, and you guys kind of give each other a hard time. Um, to me, you know, that's the thing I miss most about being on a team is kind of busting each other's balls and really kind of getting after each other and and, and kind of teasing each other and, and creating these rivalries. Um, and I think that's just a, a mark of a really really strong team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're. I think we all know that when we kind of poke fun at each other, it's in good fun. And that's kind of the culture we've created on the team. And it also, you know, keeps things light and we're not taking things. Obviously we train very seriously and this is our profession, but you know, it's, it's good to have a little fun as well. Yeah. Well, uh, Scott Fable has, um, multiple times now ghosted our request to, to come on the show. So he's not a peak too early favorite like you are, Scott. So, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're big uh, Scott Smith fans. And he's turning down requests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, I guess he's, he's, he's too big for us these days. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways, what, um you know, going into these, these trials here, you got to feel like you have a chance to make this team and, you know, we believe you have a chance to make this team. Where, where's your mindset at with making the Olympic team and how does the race have to pan out for you? Like, 
where do you what do you need to do individually and what kind of race does it have to be for you to feel like you you can make this team um yeah the the goal is certainly to make the team i mean i'm on paper a bit of an outside shot to do that but um, i'm closer than i was in 2016 um and i that was kind of 2016 was a big step for me kind of confidence wise that was a, I had a really good training block I, I went in confident that I had a chance to make the team ultimately I didn't I missed it by quite a bit but um the mentality in training and racing has kind of escalated because of that segment and since then um and so I think I'm at a place where in 2016 I needed to have the best day of my life and I needed to have a handful of guys maybe more have off days and I think going into these trials if i have my best day i think i'll be pretty close to making it um you know it might take a few guys not having their best day but i think it'll be less guys than in 2016 um and as far as how the race plays out i, I coach ben really kind of prepares us for all sorts of scenarios so um i think we'll be confident no matter how the race goes and if it's a situation where we're gonna have to um, take some chances at the front. I don't think we'll be scared to do that to keep it um, honest. I, I, we haven't really talked race strategy at all, but I think we're, we're going in with the confidence that um, both Scott and I have a really good, Scott in particular, have um, legitimate shots to make the team and plan on racing in a way that um, shows that. Guys, um, you're very kind of realistic about that goal. Another goal of yours that, that was uh, fun to follow um was your goal to break sub sub four in the mile <laughs> i saw a nice video about a year ago with the interview afterwards um where are you on that goal is that is that something that's going to happen one day or we have, have we given up on that oh we definitely haven't given up on it i, I don't know <laughs> but i also don't yeah, know if it happened but yeah i have not given up on that one not by a long shot but uh yeah it's getting i'm i'm slowing down on the on the quickness so i gotta every once in a while if i can like turn over uh 28 second 200 or 59 second 400 just to give myself you know a glimpse that it's still somewhat possible <laughs> okay like the faster you get in the marathon the slower you get in the mile so absolutely yeah it's not a good combination <laughs> for me at least <laughs> so i i wanted to go back to to the to the trials one more time and just kind of your mindset and strategy going in how does the strategy change from uh you know, a big city marathon, you know, your race strategy there to, uh, you know, the trials. Is, is there any difference in strategy? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I guess it's more of a mentality than strategy possible. If that's a better way to say it, I'm not sure. Um, like it's, it's trials is kind of like top three or nothing. If you're, um, going in with the goal of making the team, whereas at like a major, I think your goal and mindset can be a little more fluid just because you don't know necessarily the depth or quality of the field or who shows up on the day. So sometimes in those major marathons, it's a little bit of reflection um, afterwards to decide whether or not you had a successful day. Whereas like, it's going to be pretty definitive mm -hmm. whether or not I accomplished my goal on February 29th. I mean, I, I can definitely look back afterwards and I plan on looking back afterwards, regardless of the result, knowing that I, I mean, uh, content with my effort on the day, but whether or not that's 7th, 15th, 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, blow up, who knows, um, that is a much more definitive outcome for me rather than like a major 
you know, I, I had a good day in Chicago and I was 15th. And then, so that I would have loved, loved to have been top 10, but I PR'd by over a minute and that's where I ended up in the race. So it's kind of like looking back, I want to be top 10 at these majors, but I also PR'd. So that is something I have to kind of take into account. Whereas the trials is just like top three, you did it. Anything else you did. not Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of runners, including myself, can relate to that feeling of, of if you don't get the W, it just feels, you know, like a loss in some way. H- how long did it take you after Chicago? Because I read, you know, a post on Instagram saying that same thing. Right at first, you had that disappointment of not, you know, being more at the top of that American pack. Um, how long does it take before you kind of sit back, have a chance to reflect and realize, wow, I actually had a pretty kick-ass day. I had a big PR. Um, You know, it took a little while and I'm still not super happy with how i competed down the final miles i think i just made some mistakes mentally um but yeah and i am not necessarily of the mindset all the time like you have to be happy because it's a pr but but that was a pr and it's it's the marathon and it was it was a big one too um and i had a great in the the context of it too is i had a great segment came off it healthy which set me up to have a great have so far have a good segment for this one but yeah the initial when i crossed the line i, I was pretty disappointed I, and just that chicago race i really pegged as an opportunity to compete against people i'll be competing against at the trials and i was sixth american in that race and you know that was it that was without a bunch of guys probably the top five or seven favorites to make it weren't at that race and i was sixth and you start doing the math there's only three spots. Um, so that that was a little bit disappointing to me that I wasn't higher up among the Americans. Yeah, well, hopefully that will be a little bit of bulletin board material, a little motivation for you heading into these to these trials, right? I mean, something something to get you going, get the juices flowing. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's <laughs> I'm trying not to have that same feeling of that initial disappointment of crossing the line in Atlanta versus what I felt in Chicago. And right. it, like, that could be making the team, but. I just had this feeling that like I didn't quite do my best in Chicago, and regardless of where I fall place-wise in Atlanta, I don't want to replicate that feeling. Right. It sounds like you're talking like you finally has have established yourself as a marathon. I know for you, you know, kind of going back at you know the joke with the four-minute mile thing, but I think it took a while for you to establish yourself, you know, as a marathoner and and really take on fully take on that uh, vision of being a marathoner. And I wonder if that has something to do with a little bit like, you know, there's this stereotypical look of a marathoner, right? There's this, uh, you know, what you see as a marathon, this kind of goofy, lanky, kind of nerdy marathoner. That's the negative stereotype of a marathoner. But, you know, you, you're rocking these tats, handsome guy. You got your California boy haircut. Do you ever wonder if you're a little bit too around, cool? Huh? Yeah. Do you, do you ever think you're a little bit too cool for the marathon? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I think it just took a little while because, I mean, I did my first one in 2013, I think, and um, I just, I really liked the idea of being a well-rounded runner, and, um, you know, you can, like, the guys that I looked up to in running, and one of my good friends, Brett Gocher, is a great all-around runner, a 210 marathoner, would still get on the track and tear it up. Ryan Vale is a great runner from 1500 to marathon. I really like the way that those guys kind of could take it to any distance and still be competitive. And, um, I, at my times aren't quite as good as theirs, but I, I really like the idea of being able to, um, kind of train and 
transition and just compete among a variety of distances. But, you know, you can, you can't, and not that I'm fighting it, but like my best results are in the marathon. My best results have come the longer the distance has become. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm getting more comfortable (laughs) with that moniker. Well, in in defense of my question, right. I mean, I can say this because, you know, I've run a few marathons being too cool for the marathons, not that, not that big of a compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I saw those, I saw those skateboarding videos on your Instagram. I think you're ready to, to yeah, I haven't stepped on a skateboard in a while, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've broke my arm skateboarding at a cross country meet freshman year of high school. So (laughs) yeah, I've stopped. Wait, wait, what? Let's tell that story. You broke your arm <laughs> on a skateboard at a cross-country meet? Yeah. So um, I was a freshman, and I ran at a school. It's called Dana Hills in California, and it's, it's traditionally a very, very good cross-country program. And um, like this year, I think they were just like eighth at NXN or something like that. Um, but it was my freshman year, and so I, I, I was a good runner, but I wasn't good enough to make the varsity because they were really good. They're, they're contending for a state title and all this. But um, the alternates had to go to this, or basically like, it's called CIF prelims. Um, it's like our sectional prelim meet to make our section finals. And there's, there's a, there was an open race. And it was like a couple hours before the varsity race that afternoon. And our coach wanted the alternates to do it just as like to, you know, keep us engaged in the training and everything. Um, so one of the seniors was also an alternate and we ran the race. I don't think I ran particularly well. Um, and then we went to go get lunch. And by the time we came back, he drove us back. Like the parking lot had really started to fill up at Mount Sac because all the races were um, coming up that afternoon. And there was like three or four of us. And he's like, oh, guys, I got skateboards in the back. We can, you know, because we're <laughs> parked super far away. And so, like, okay, fine. So we, we skate skateboard to the meet. Um, and we still have some time to kill. So we're, I don't know whose idea it was probably this guy. His name was Tyler Fromey. Uh, so like, they're like in basketball, there's horse where you like, you know, you know, shoot a shot. Someone has to replicate it. You get a letter. Um, so growing up skateboarding, you, you play skate, which is the oh, same. We played Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tony yeah. Hawk pro skater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and skate is way too long of a word. There's too many letters. None of us knew five tricks or how many letters are in skate. So like two letters in, we're pushing ourselves way too far. And I don't know, I, I tried something that I couldn't do and fell and broke my arm. And I was just absolutely scared. I knew when I did it and like, I was like, cause I broke my arm before I like knew the feeling. I was like, oh man, I, I just broke my arm out across the country. Be like coach is going to be pissed. And then, uh, so I, the guys who were like skateboarders was like, hey, we got to find coach's wife. Who's like the sweetheart of a lady, like second mom to all of us. And she's like, okay, like, I can, you know, we can try and go see the trainer without telling coach. So I don't think coach found out till like the next day or something. But I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't racing till I didn't even end up racing freshman track season. Um, I didn't run track freshman, but I didn't, so I was, I was off the hook of racing for a long time, but he still was not too happy with me. Only in California are a bunch of kids like, you know, jumping on skateboards <laughs> to, to the cross country meet. Promise yeah. you that doesn't happen anywhere else. <laughs> well, I mean, Fortunately, we have good enough weather in California. Well, that's enough. true. Yeah, we're not battling snow to get to cross-country meets. 
Yeah. I was gonna say that's a that's a California story and also like a JV cross country or non top seven cross country story. Just <laughs> the ultimate like screwing off goes on when you're not in the oh, top yeah. seven. Those are my yeah. almost my favorite memories of running. Like in my entire life of playing, you know, flag football when I was supposed to be running or like swimming in the river or whatever, stealing cookies. Oh, Great high days. school high school running was the best. <laughs> yeah, those are the glory days. Yeah. But before we get too far away from the marathon, I do have one more marathon-based question for you. Um, so we're big proponents on this podcast that we refuse to um, refer to Ilya Kipchoge as the greatest of all time until he stops dodging Boston. So I just wanted to congratulate you on being a better marathoner than uh, Kipchoge oh, since you uh, ran at Boston. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys might be the only ones. <laughs> thank you. I told you we're big Scott Smith fans on this yeah. show. Yeah. I think I think you said it yourself on Instagram. Haven't broken four, but have run Boston. You totally yeah, agree right. with us. You, oh, I think yeah, that, yeah. I think that was you throwing shade. No, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> I used to just have that line about driving a Kia Soul and being okay with it. And my wife was like, "You need to like put something about running in your profile. It's like all you do." And then so I just put that in there as like those are the two big, biggest questions I get asked about running. Is like, have you ran Boston? Have you broken four minutes? So <laughs> I love bio. it. I love it. I mean, I mean that. I mean that's. I mean that's our whole thing in this with this podcast is we love running. I mean, running's been a massive part of our lives, and we obviously want to stay involved with it in some way. But we don't want to take it too seriously because we know it's a little crazy and we're all a little weird. So I love that mentality. Yeah. yeah thanks. So, anyways, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. But we end every interview with a quick game. So Mike, why don't you kick off down the home stretch? Yeah, so down the home stretch game we play on every podcast, and uh, we're going to rapid-fire questions at you. Um, and your topic is Atlanta, since the trials are going down in Atlanta. So Trent is going to start you off with uh, his rapid-fire questions. So go ahead, Trent. These are going to be some real serious Atlanta questions. Yeah. All right. Okay. Before the Chicago Marathon, you repped a Sister Jean tee for Chicago Loyola. What T-shirt will you be repping before the Atlanta Marathon? Oh, I might go Trey Young. Just uh, we lived in Oklahoma for a while, so uh, in that movie pull last night, I don't know when this will air, but against Denver, it was it was pretty nasty. So I, I would I would rep a Trey Young TV. Great nice. choice. Nice. What's your favorite Ludacris song? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> oh shoot, you're putting me on the spot. Spabble would actually be much better answering this. He's been posting every like Friday <laughs> or something, an Atlanta-based rapper. Um, I, I feel like you got to go with Welcome to Atlanta. I mean, that's yeah, that's the go-to. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's got to be, I guess. All right. If you're, <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're commute from uh, Arizona to Atlanta, you had to do on a motorcycle, but I gave you a two-minute head start in the trials, would you take the deal? Like I had to ride a motorcycle to Atlanta to get a two-minute for, head start? For the race, yeah. Oh, man. I, I know you guys were pumping me up as being cool. But I've never ridden a motorcycle before. So I might, <laughs> as you know, I'm, I have a propensity to break bones. So I, yeah. I don't know that I would make it healthy. I think I'd have to go no. <laughs> that, that is the most out of left field question I think it's ever been asked. Um, I was trying to find the most ridiculous way to commute to Atlanta. <laughs> that was ridiculous. All right. So I you didn't ride a motorcycle, but yeah, I don't. You didn't have your ludicrous song ready to go, but, but who's your favorite Atlanta hip-hop artist? Oh, man. Shoot. There's another top one. Some of the most popular ones. Probably I got the, I got the list. Oh, Outback? Great. Great choice. Great choice. 
Yeah. Uh, Greg Maddox. Or... But that counts, right? What was that? Outcast counts. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. 100%. Okay. 150,000 from Atlanta. Okay. Greg Maddox or Tom Glavin? Oh, man. Probably Greg Maddox. All right. All right. I don't really have to uh, that one. We're, we're going to the Atlanta Hawks game the night before the marathon. Do you want to come I, with I us? Saw, I was looking up last night. I was seeing it and <laughs> after, but yeah. Oh, who are they playing? I don't know. <laughs> but we're going. I, just looked at, I actually just looked at it last night, but I can't remember. All right. We'll see you there. Yeah. Uh, what what bar will you be celebrating after you qualify for the Olympics? Oh, I don't know. Where, where should we meet know. you? Yeah, I don't know. Wherever, <laughs> wherever somebody's buying them. I, we we'll be buying went, them. We'll, 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 we'll let you know where we're at. We went All right, to the dude. course preview, and there was like, Atlanta's crazy. I'd never really been to Atlanta before. And we went to go get brunch afterwards after we did the course preview run. It was just like a full-on club in the brunch restaurant. I don't, so maybe there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. <laughs> yeah. is. Steve, last question. Last question. All right. We're all from Boston. I got to ask you, is 28-3 to 3 the greatest comeback in sports history? Oh, uh, man, I can't give too much credit to Boston sports being an L.A. guy, <laughs> but it's pretty good. Although I just found out that the Red Sox got popped for... Ah, right. no, yeah, prove it, prove have, it. We have another... Lost to two prove it. <laughs> but yeah, that was... That, actually, so not, a quick... No, I guess not a funny story, but that year we all ran Club Cross, or U.S. Cross, the 28-3 year, and we got on the plane, like, at halftime, and it was, like, out of hand, and from Bend, like, back to um, Phoenix, I think, maybe, and... Uh, we land and find out it's like tied up and we're like what yeah. there's no way so that, that was wild yeah scott thank you so much for coming on this has been a ton of fun um we're gonna be cheering for you in a couple months all right thank you guys that was fun all right man. thanks man that was that was a blast i appreciate it Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day That interview with Scott Smith is brought to you By the Irish Clover 5 Miler on March 8th At Owen and Ollie's in Drakeit, Massachusetts Guys, it's coming up Registration is filling up. Don't miss your opportunity to get $250 for the male and female winner of this race. Like we've said a bunch of times on this podcast, it's going to be a fun race, but it's going to be an even better after party. Um, so show up, run a fun race, you know, take your shot at, at winning some cash, and then uh, join us for a couple beers afterwards. So, guys, I, um, I ran a 5K on New Year's Day. And uh, I finished just off the podium. I finished number four. Um, but the guy who finished right in front of me, I think he won like a $25 gift card. Uh, he was wearing a pair of the Vaporfly Next Percents. And I want, to out. Dis- I want to dispute his finish and claim my $25 gift certificate. Yeah, get him out. Throw him out. Yeah. I, I you don't confront him on this? The man should be put in jail. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's my position to do that or the race directors. I'm, I'm, I'm telling our governing body mm. that we need, that I need my twenty-five dollar gift certificate to the, to the carousel uh, bar that he won. <laughs> so, well, I think my, go ahead. <laughs> I think my favorite image of 2020 
moving forward is going to be people that are wildly out of shape that are running, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. 45 minute five Ks just in the next minute, like the favorite flies, just rocking these, these easy kicks. And like, yeah, this is, uh, this is the key to success right here. That's, I can't that's, wait. That's, a, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's my favorite part of the story. It's like, I want everybody rocking alpha flies, vapor flies. I want them paying huge bucks. We all got to get in them. I want to be at the boss marathon next year at the like five hour group coming in and just saying Vaporfly, Vaporfly, Vaporfly everywhere. It's gonna be <laughs> I, I think my 2020 training plan is just like, I'm not going to run, but I'm just going to wear Vaporflies everywhere I go. And that should make me better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we got a new year, new me. Uh, according to Mike at the top of the show, the new year starts at the beginning of next week. Yeah, next um, week. So- so why don't we go ahead and we establish some uh, some New Year's resolutions, not only for ourselves, but for the podcast. So guys, anybody anybody want to kick off uh, our New Year's resolution? Trent, why don't you go? Okay, so I have a, a wide variety of resolutions here. I have some for myself, some running related, some non-running related. Um, I, of course, want to, you know, donate to charity and spread love to the world and read a lot of books. That's my, my given New Year's resolutions that I always, you know put for myself and I always succeed but um, a couple personal ones other than that I want to um, not break my computer I feel like half the time I'm coming on and might have a blue screen of death or I say my computer got ran over by a car which did happen or I spilled you know a top of water on it and it was totally you know screwed on me so big goal for me is not break my computer this year you guys think I can do it uh, no, but on a similar note, Trent, one of mine is I want to figure out how to use three microphones on a live recording. Big, big 2020 resolution for me. I have no faith that you can do <laughs> Guys, I, uh, I denounced it a couple months ago, but if this, pod- if this podcast is going to be successful, we need to be successful on TikTok. So I'm going back to TikTok. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to try and, and try and build our brand on TikTok. Um, as well as social media, you know, across the board. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I got to do a little more work on Twitter. I was texting you guys today. I'm throwing out some gems on Twitter, but we don't have any followers, so nobody sees it. Um, so I got to, I'm going to, I'm going to build the social media brand and I'm going to get back on TikTok. Stevie TikTok over here. Stevie TikTok, baby. Uh, I got another good one here for you guys. I, uh, I want to be a massage guy. I was thinking of a shoulder <laughs> injury. I want to be someone that goes and gets massages for <laughs> You and Robert Kraft? Yes. One of the orchard, whatever it was that he was at in, in Florida. But, or and yeah, any place. I feel like I'm missing that for my life and it would and be healthy. I mean that's related to my other, you know, New Year's. I wanna be more healthy. I wanna no, no, I wanna no, no, roll no, no, no. out, Trent. I wanna stretch, and I wanna get massages. Trent, Trent, Trent. There, you know, you could say like, hey, I think a massage would, would like, you know, be good for me every now and then. It'll keep me healthy, it'll keep me running. But you don't want to say, I want to be a massage guy, because then it becomes creepy and weird. I want to be a massage guy. I want to have my regular spot. I want to have like a, every other week coming in, um, you know, know what's the good spot, know what's the bad spots. I feel like we're all doing ourselves a disservice by not getting massages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. Uh, so early 2019, I decided I was going to be a visor guy. It lasted a couple of months. Bought a couple visors, ran the visor grind. Um, 2020, I am going to be the backwards hat guy. I ran in a backwards hat, 
a couple days ago, and I think it worked out well for me. So, yeah, New Year's resolution, I'm going to be a backwards hat guy. Is that a running thing or an all-the-time thing? Uh, mostly a running thing, but I'm hoping it will evolve into, you know, an everyday type thing. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, so this is going, this is a, this is kind of a two part resolution. This is, you know, something that we've discussed for the podcast and then, uh, also a personal resolution. Um, we're going to USATF club cross next year. We're going, we're putting together a team and we're going to, we're going to show up in a big way. We're going to run, hopefully run fast and we're going to party afterwards. So if anybody out there wants on our team, wants on the peak, we're going to get a, we're going to get our, uh, our podcast a registered usatf registered team so if anybody wants on and you want to join us out there at club cross you let us know and we'll let you on the team um so that's a that's our one of our resolutions for the podcast is we will be there next year my personal resolution is i'm gonna beat both of you two bums <laughs> at club cross next year <laughs> some, some resolutions think? are easily attained and some are going to be real tough that's all i'll say so when are we going to do the serious resolutions those now, those no, out. Like, I got another one. You guys have any more resolutions? Yeah, oh, I, I actually do have a couple serious ones. Um, I wanna, <clears throat> I wanna stretch more because I don't stretch. I wanna drink more water. I talked about this on the podcast before, but like, unless I am physically thinking about drinking water, I feel like I am never drinking enough water. So I wanna drink more water. <clears throat> um, I wanna run a fast half marathon. And I want to take running more seriously in 2020. So those are my those are my real goals. Some good ones, Michael. Thanks, Trent. I, I appreciate that. I, I want to. This is going off of Steve's uh, point about or resolution to get at club nationals. I want to actually execute on the shit we talk about. So <laughs> there's been some things that Peak Tour has been excited about that we haven't exactly done a great job as a podcast of following through with. There was a treadmill challenge. There was a beer mile. Um, things that. Not that we're not going to do them, or haven't, we just haven't done them yet. So I'm looking forward to actually executing on the things that we talk about. I know 2020 is the year that we actually get some stuff done. A um, couple personal things related to the pod. I want to get some like random DMs from some strangers to my Instagram account, even though I don't <laughs> use Instagram, being like, hey, what's up, or that kind of thing. That would be Continuing pretty cool. with the creepy resolutions, Trent. Not, not creepy. I feel like that's a sign of status, sign of something that's made it. Somebody should ask me for my autograph when I'm walking around randomly and in any city, really. Um, and then I do have a couple serious ones. I want to uh, win a road race. I want to get in a shape where I can show up at like a scrub road race and win. That's That'd be a pretty cool thing. I haven't done that in a while. And I want to PR in the marathon, run Chicago this year. So I got to get myself into decent health and, uh, and PR in the marathon. Nice, nice. Well, um, I have one more resolution. And it's to finally get us some Peak Too Early t-shirts. And guys, Woo! they are coming. They are on the way. And so we, I think we've awarded three or four t-shirts. So we're going to reach out to you guys next week. And we will, and we will, uh, I know we, we had the contest and then we gave two for the, uh, for the, the reviews. Uh, yeah. Reviews. Yep. So we owe three. So we're going to reach out to, to those of you that have won t-shirts and we're going to get those out in the mail next week. But we are going to have a reveal on our Instagram for the t-shirts on Monday. And if all goes according to plan, we will release them um, next week. And you can buy them on our website that Trent created. Nice job, Trent. It's peaktoorearly.com, right? It's peaktoorearly.com. That's right. 
Yeah, so we'll so we'll put them up there. And hey, this is uh this shirt is going to be awesome, and it's going to be a very limited release this first time around. And we're going to be charging, I think, eighteen dollars a shirt. And our goal isn't to make money from this. We just want to make our because it costs a little bit of money to make. We want to make our our money back, and then kind of make enough money to kind of do another round of shirts in the future. So um, keep an eye out. You know, if you want to support the pod, this is kind of how you do it. Um, so keep an eye out. They're gonna be they're gonna be great. Um, and then we also reached out to some of our listeners on Instagram to kind of hear their resolution. So I'm just going to shout out a couple people, a lot of, a lot of uh, beer related resolutions. So, <laughs> yeah. um, our, our, uh, Blum Drew is, is a Instagram handle 10 beers for every mile ran. That's, that would be very impressive. Um, Ryan tiger you just, five. You could just not run that many miles, right? Just run one mile. <laughs> Ryan Tiger five more beers faster times. All right, um, Tyler uh, Hensonler um, more beers than miles. Um, our guy Bill Ling one to one beers to mile ratio in twenty twenty. Um, That's nothing. The first one was ten to one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, 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 Chris Gendron get a P two E Miller Lite sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe. Um, Bell lap track and field gear, run more, drink more. So a lot of drinking. Um, <laughs> why why does everybody have these drinking? I don't know. Going it's on. our target market. Is, what is did we do? This is one of my favorite ones. Pad Dunn says to run. That's pretty yes, good one. <laughs> Formerly a great college runner, just wants to get out there and go for a run. Uh, um, uh, let's it's, see what else. Year of the core. That's a. Uh, oh, our guy, our our guy, uh, uh, Joe Rand. Year of the core. Love that one. Um, uh, there's some uh, serious ones, and there we got get faster in the mile. Yep, Jonathan uh, Styles. We're we're here for you, my man. Uh, where's the other one? Uh, who said go back to nationals? I saw somebody say go back to nationals. A little bit of a humble brag there, saying that he's already been to nationals once. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Tony Cankles. Uh, I love the name. What a great name. He's looking to, uh, to get his, uh, looks like his half marathon down time down under two hours. So, uh, good luck with that, bud. Um, it's the vapor flies. But yeah, get yeah, vapor flies. It's vapor flies and you're all set, bud. This one comes in from somebody who I know is a college athlete. So that's why it's kind of funny. It just says stretch after workouts. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you, you should probably do that. Oh man. So, Hey, thank you for everybody for, for sending those in. That's a, it was a lot of fun kind of reading through those. Um, but on that note, uh, why don't we kick off the bell lap? Mike, what do you got for people on the bell? Lap? Sure. So I want to use my bell app today to apologize to my wife. Um, I, it was the Monday after my holiday break. So, you know, the, the first version of our new year's before we delayed it again. And, uh, so, you know, getting back to work that day, it's like summer vacation is over. You got to your brain's a little scrambled and in the morning her car was parked behind mine so i had to go out and shuffle the cars around and then i take off and i go to work and i get about 30 minutes into my drive and i get a call and she's like hey um when you move the cars what do you do with my keys and i look down in my cup holder and her car keys are sitting in my cup holder so my wife had to uber 45 minutes to work uh, monday morning because i took her keys so uh see i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> what Trent, a way to what do start you, the year yeah, what, do you got, what do you got for people on the bell app i don't i don't have much i'm excited to, to follow this little pill parade right to bed i got i got dayquil i got tylenol i got ibuprofen like the super max stuff i got muscle relactants that are pretty crazy i didn't do it before the pod maybe i should have that could have been some good content but yeah, uh, i'm Trent all excited Rogan, if you did 
Yeah, haven't <laughs> Trent Rogan in a while. But uh, I'll save some for the next week to make sure we can do it because they're a little loopy. But I got some nice, nice pills to help me sleep with this, with this injury and the sickness that I'm that I'm battling through. So that's that's where my head's at right now. Typically, January into early February is the most important, most stressful time of the year for me. But thanks to the Tennessee Titans, um, I have my January back, so I get to focus on important things like this podcast and and getting back into to running shape. So other than that, boys. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the joke. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight. So Chris and I were literally the last people in the stadium, and then we we got we got a security escort out. So like we were up we were up there like we were just in shock and we were just sitting there, right? And this this isn't Brady's last game, and it's it's not his last game in a Patriots uniform. And I'm willing I'm waiting for the line to get posted because I want to bet a lot of money on it. But we were sitting there, and at the time, like that pick the the pick at the very end. And the fact that it could be Brady's last game in a Patriots uniform, it hurt really bad. Yes. And we were sitting there, we were sitting there in the in the the state in like in the upper deck. We were way up in the bowels of the stadium, in like the rain, and it was like starting to come down. And like, all right, you have to leave. And so then we went down to like the like the the concession level, and we were just kind of waiting there against like the rail. And um, we were there for like another you know, 15, 20 minutes just sitting there. And one of the security guards comes up to us and he goes, and he goes, he goes, I hope it's not over. And we're like, yeah. And we're kind of commiserating with him a little bit. And he's just like, and you guys got to get out of here. So (laughs) we were all the way in the furthest corner. And so we walked all the way around to the other side. We went down the ramp and you know, like the bud, the Budweiser, uh, the Bud Light, like deck there on the first level on the bot, like the lower bowl. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so we just like we went over there and we stood on the railing and we must have been there for like another half an hour. And like James White came out on the field and he was like <laughs> taking pictures of his family on the field. Um, Kyle Van Noy came out and he was just like one point just like wandering around the field by himself in his like street clothes. And we, we were there for like close to a half an hour. And then uh, finally, like this group, this one last group of security guards was doing a sweep and they're like. They're like, excuse me, where's your where's your pass or your wristband? And we're like, ah, we don't got one. <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, you, how did you get in here? And we're just like, we just never left. And they were like, all right, you two, escort these gentlemen out of here. Um, but it was, it, I mean, that was kind of cool, but shitty night. Yes.
Burning until you fall. 